to take the oath of office, and I ask the Dean of the House of Representatives, the Honorable Harold Rogers of Kentucky, to please administer the oath of office. Mr. Speaker-designee, congratulations on your election. Thank you, sir. When our founding fathers chose a, a bold, new, and innovative uh, new self-rule government, it was met by deep uh, skepticism by the world's monarchs. Uh, they said self-rule is only a dream. Our founders said they're right. It's the American dream. Amen. Now it's, it's our dream. We're in charge. The speakership of the United States House of Representatives is the crucial outpost for the well-being of the people's government, the keeper, if you will, of the dream. Hmm. Sir, if you wish to assume this awesome responsibility, please raise your right hand. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you are about to enter. So help you God? I do, so help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Speaker. To take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear that, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you. All of us. And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it. And all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable, inaction is unacceptable, and we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it.
entertain an objection to end this trial immediately. Thank you. Mason moment, uh, and that should be the end of the case. That should, in any other case, any other judge, this would be the end of the case. We're being railroaded here. The city and state are railroaded. Businesses are leaving because of this. But the their only witness, their chief witness, their only witness, just admitted number one, he lied, and he admitted he lied. He said he lied numerous times, and then he said. As per the best television show that you'll ever imagine, he said, I did not meet. I did not ask him to manipulate figures. That should be the end of the case. If we had a jury, this case would have never started, practically. Also, it's a statute that's never used. It was only used for Trump. This is a very unfair thing, and other businesses are watching it, and if they move to New York, they're crazy. As far as the speaker is concerned, he is a fantastic gentleman, and I think he's going to do a great job. Mike Johnson, Louisiana, is going to do a great job. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we've been talking uh, about uh, Speaker Johnson, uh, and uh, what's interesting, one of the things uh, that's been going on with Speaker Johnson uh, is uh, that uh, he... Um, he, he's a, he's a very smooth operator. Like I co I covered him way back in 2005, uh, and I was in Louisiana, and uh, I was covering a parish there that continued to proselytize uh, its public school students, continued to do school prayer, public school prayer, even though courts kept telling them to stop. And he worked for. A group called like the Alliance for De Alliance Defense Fund or something like that, and he presented these very very Christian conservative uh, views in a very moderate mainstream presentation. And I remember turning to my producer Avery Miller at the time and saying, "This guy is going to be a congressman very quickly." Um, I did not know. This is about 18 years ago. I did not. I would not have predicted he would be a speaker within within 20 years, but it does not really actually surprise me because he has these very conservative views, as Michael Waltz, Congressman Waltz, acknowledged earlier. Um, he's one of the most conservative members of the House, and yet in manner and bearing, he seems like a, a next door dad. Right. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. Christians not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 25 October, year of our Lord, 2023. You're here for the afternoon and early evening edition of uh, War Room. Historic day. White smoke uh, came out quickly. Uh, unanimous in the Republican conference 
uh, for Mike Johnson. We're getting to that in a moment. Historic day. They're already back to work. They're, uh, they have this uh, resolution on the floor, and Thomas Massey's already coming out and pointing out some things that we're going to get into. But I want to go to Boris Epstein first. Boris, before I go to the president's comments on uh, Mike Johnson, who he's obviously very familiar with, knows well, and it's really came with the class when Trump won at 16. That's when Mike Johnson won. I've got to ask you about the courtroom procedures today. President Trump kind of stormed out and, uh, and said, uh, essentially, the, the case is over. Because is it is it um, Cohen? Is he is he now perjuring himself on the perjury already had, or is this double perjury? I mean, he says one thing uh, in Congress, another thing to the feds about his prison sentence, another thing in this courtroom. What what is going on, and why did the president uh, storm out? It's a historic day, a huge day for MAGA, a huge day for America, and you see the dichotomy. While the Republicans in Congress coalesce behind President Trump and pick a strong MAGA conservative to be the next speaker, unanimously, unanimously among Republicans, 220 votes, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House. While that is going on, what you have is radical Democrats in New York continuing to attack President Trump using lawfare and weaponization and using a completely discredited and embarrassed, embarrassed former attorney, liar, convicted perjurer, Michael Cohen, who is now, as you said, perjuring himself on top of the perjury, lying about lying, or uh, talking about lying before in front of a judge and in front of Congress. This is an absolute embarrassment to America. It's an embarrassment to the state of New York, where people are dying left and right, where violent crime is up through the roof. And the New York AG, Tish James, just as she said while she ran for attorney general and during her failed run for governor, she is, quote unquote, getting Trump. But it's failing because all she has is a convicted perjurer and Michael Cohen and false facts, like claiming Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million. While, let's be honest, maybe a, one of the parking spots or a tennis court there is worth that much. It's definitely in the billions. President Trump showing his strength today, as always speaking, speaking truth to power, and, and stating that he's not going to be there for a charade, walking out, and now, once again, underscoring his strength, his authenticity, and the power of MAGA. Um, I don't understand. I mean, did Cohen admit it on the, the stand that they never really talked about valuations? He was never asked to do it. Why is Cohen – and Cohen's clearly the star witness in this, in this civil trial – why are they even roll him out there if what he says is that really I had nothing to do with it? I never talked to Trump about it. Why is Tish James gone through all this expense, all this trouble? They've never tried anybody like this uh, for something like this. And then the star witness spits the bit on what their first or second day of testimony. Well, remember what Mark Pomerantz, the far left liberal prosecutor who left Paul Weiss, Clinton's law firm, to go and try to prosecute President Trump at the New York DA's office, Manhattan DA's office. Remember what he wrote in his book. He wrote that Cohen is absolutely not credible and that the case that the DA ended up bringing was a zombie case largely because of how incredible the convicted perjurer liar Michael Cohen is. And that just continued today. A total embarrassment for Democrats and embarrassment for crooked Joe Biden, who, with his cabal, stands at the very of this attack on President Trump, an attack on American democracy, an attack 
on our elections. And this is absolute election interference from the Democrats that's failing in their face. By the way, speaking of that, we'll have more, I think, uh, tomorrow. I think the ACLU just came out and supported President Trump on the gag order, saying that it's unconstitutional. Uh, That's pretty extraordinary. The ACLU is no friend of MAGA, no friend of America First, the deplorables. The old ACLU, decades ago, would do something like that, but they hate Trump so much they have Trump derangement syndrome. How bad has that gag order got to be for the ACLU to come in and back President Trump? It's got to be pretty bad, Steve, because, but even the ACLU, which is made up of some old school Democrats who still believe in our Constitution, who are distrustful of big government, who believe in free speech, they're saying you cannot muzzle, A, a defendant, and B, somebody who is the leading candidate, the winning candidate in a presidential campaign. It's a big deal, and it speaks again to just how devolved the Democrats have become, how desperate they've become in trying to take away President Trump's First Amendment rights. But if you look at the polling all throughout the country, from Texas today, President Trump up 49 points, 50 points overall in the country. They are failing. They are absolutely punching themselves in the face as President Trump continues to win, continues to dominate all across the country. Uh, Boris, I'd like to hold you through the break. I know you're calling somebody by phone. You're, you're moving around today. But uh, the arc of, uh, of uh, Mike Johnson's win, it was triggered by really essentially the Warren Posse inundating people with calls yesterday, but then President Trump's exquisite timing during the middle of his trial no to send it. out a true social. That, that, and, and for, for Emmer, you know, and Emmer's kind of come aboard the Mike Johnson thing, so it's, it's all, you know, it's put behind us. But, you know, he walked through being a globalist, not just a rhino, but all, all the different issues. That was the death knell for Emmer's, and that opened the pathway uh, for Mike Johnson. I had very serious people who know Congress inside and out saying that yesterday morning, the prospect of Tom Emmer, you know, now he's come on board, it's, you know, we're all in the family, but the prospect yesterday of Tom Emmer being speaker was about 99%. Okay, but between the War Room Posse, the MAGA movement, and then, of course, President Donald J. Trump was a key statement right at the vital moment. He changed the tides of history once again, and now we've got a strong MAGA speaker in Mike Johnson, who's going to do the right thing and stand for exactly what we need to stand for, which is America first. Boris, just hang on for one second. Boris Epstein joins us by phone. We're going to take a short commercial. Historic day. Mike Johnson is your Speaker of the House, not a normal kind of speaker, a guy that's quite conservative. Actually, I would say kind of right wing. Short break. Back in a moment. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. 
But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, Boris, this is very important because uh, Mike Johnson, he, audience should understand, and by the way, we, we would love to have time to, to celebrate and to parabrate ahead. It's an amazing job you did. Right, you you made history. I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later, but man, we're right back into it already. Um, there's a lot to do and time to make up, and we don't have a second to waste. Um, uh, here's the important thing of Johnson. He is part of the Trump era. All he's known is the Trump era. He came, he won in 16 when President Trump came from behind to win in the great 16 election. He's been here. He was one of the intellectual architects of, uh, of pushing back on the stolen election. And, and audience understand, the mainstream media is now going to hound him as Biden legitimate. You just watch. They're going to try to tear this guy's face off because they're just dawning on them that he is by far the most conservative speaker in the history of the country, House Speaker. No uh, Boris Epstein, your, your thoughts on this? Steve, no doubt about it. Mike Johnson is a conservative champion. He's also a conservative constitutional lawyer and scholar. He was on President Trump's impeachment team, both times, both impeachment hoaxes. Mike Johnson stands with President Trump. He stands with MAGA. And this is the culmination of work by everybody in the war room posse, Steve, of course, by you. And at the very top, of the, under the leadership of President Donald J. Trump, of ensuring that the House of Representatives is fully run and operated by MAGA, which represents the majority and the overwhelming majority of the country and, of course, almost the totality of the Republican Party and the Republican movement. This speaker is a big victory for everybody. And as you said, now it's time to work. It's time to ensure that we're putting America first. We yeah. are protecting the southern border. We are protecting the, the sanctity of the American economy. And yes, also fighting against the terrorists in the Middle East, as is happening right now on the House floor. That is a complete and total annihilation of globalism, a complete and total annihilation of rhinos. And let's be honest, the Democrats, they could look at themselves in the, in the mirror now and say, hey, we have, as a result of the last three weeks, Mike Johnson, a MAGA speaker, a Trump speaker, and President Trump yeah. gets all the credit. Gates, Gates uh, said that we'd get an upgrade, and boy, did we ever. Um, Boris, yeah. uh, how do people get you on social media? Steve, thanks so much. Honor to be with you. Historic day. Honor to be with the posse. My information, hot on the website, BorisCP, BorisCP.com, hot on BorisCP.com, hot on Getter at BorisCP, Twitter at BorisCP, True Social at Boris, and hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless and all offense. Thanks. Okay, we, we got, uh, they got this resolution on Israel, and Tom Massey's already got uh, some issues with it. By, by the way, Boris, thank you so much. I'm going to get to Caroline Wren because we got to talk about 
you know, we took on the cartel and won. Got to make sure the car- the cartel is going to try every aspect to get back there. But I want to bring it. I got Mike Lindell. Mike, people uh, were um, b- besides uh, getting a new speaker and overthrowing the cartel um, are beginning to overthrow the cartel, to be accurate. Uh, people were amazed by some of the specialties put up. I just want to get you back up here quickly. Walk through exactly what my pillow is offering because people are kind of blown away by all these specials you're offering. What, what are people, yeah, everybody what are you offering and how do people get there? Yeah, it's a flash sale, everybody, just for the War Room Posse. And these are the Giza Dream Sheets. These are the sheets that, uh, that, that made uh, my pillow famous. These are the best sheets in history. The queen size, they're normally $139.98 on sale for $89.98. The War Room Posse, only $59.98. I think we have a, a spare. You have a flyer you can put up there, Steve. But the uh, the king size is just ten dollars more, sixty nine ninety eight. These are the um, there. So we have the. It's a sale exclusive to the War Room Posse. Go to the go to the mypillow.com. Go down to the War Room Square, everybody, and click on it. You're going to see it right there. This is the biggest special. It's going to be a three day flash sale. I might extend it a day or two. But all the new sizes, everything came in, all these new colors. So it's once again, it's, uh, for the queen size set of Giza Dream Sheets, $59.98. The king size just 10. There we go. Wow. Uh, uh, there they are, everybody. Oh, no, this is not the this is not the one, but this is uh, um, this is not the square we have this morning. But anyway, they're even with this this square here, they're even on sale bigger than this one. So they're there. There we go. Here we go, everybody. Queen size, $59.98. You see that right there. This is for the war room. You can call my operators right now and keep them busy. 800-873-1062. And those king size, you guys, $69.98. This is the lowest price in history, exclusively to thank the war room posse. Go to that, get this flash sale. Now, uh, three days, we might go extend it through the weekend. Uh, let's see how it goes. But everybody's responded. You have helped us out so much. We wanted to give back. 800-873-1062. Mike Lindell, thank you very much. Uh, MyPillow.com. Go to uh, promo code War Room. Get the square. Let's get all these specials. Get on top of it. Mike, thank you so much. Look forward to no, talking to you tomorrow. Guys. Thank you. Mike Lindell, back on top of the factory there, working away. Uh, Caroline runs with us. Caroline, I got a couple things. I may get Tim Burchett here in a minute. If I do, I want to bifurcate my discussion. First off, you've been out in the hinterland, and and we haven't had enough time to congratulate the posse and say amazing job. You guys changed history. You know you did, but we're back already uh, at at work here because a ton of stuff is coming up right away. Uh, including the supplemental trying to jam down. When you get, you gave a speech this afternoon as this was going on, right? What is the response to people? I think you're out in Texas today. What's been the response of people to Mike Johnson, to the regime change we had today in the House of Representatives? The response over the past three weeks, I've been to D.C. two days. The rest of the time I've been out amongst the people. Out amongst the people in places like Dallas, Phoenix, they are they were ecstatic. They were so happy to see that someone was finally doing something and standing up against the D.C. cartel. You saw just a hero's welcome for people like Matt Rosendale when he went back to Montana, with people like Matt Gates when he was in Miami, and had just people jumping and screaming, thanking them. That has been the reaction outside of Washington, D.C. The reaction in D.C. today is total meltdown. K Street has absolutely no idea what to do with Mike Johnson. They've never heard of him. They don't know him. They don't know how to get to him. And that is incredible. 
Like, I really think we need to take a second and just recognize how big that is for this movement right now. We have a Speaker of the House that owes nobody anything. And that I, I don't think that has happened in modern history. No, I don't think it's happened in any American history. I mean, literally from the lobbyist, Mike Johnson shows up and he was truly a backbencher. I mean, he was what, deputy conference chair or whatever, but right. essentially a backbencher, right? And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, on judiciary and not in, and, and, and they are going absolutely nuts. In fact, let me put up, if we put the, uh, the Caroline Rent tweet about, was it Jeff Miller? You know, Jeff Miller's the, he's the connective tissue between the corporatists, the lobbyists, Silicon Valley particularly, and the McCarthy apparatus. He's already out there saying, hey, it's not going to be any problem. I'm going to be the head guy as the, uh, the head uh, fundraiser to do all the, to basically bring all the corruption into uh, into Mike Johnson's world. What is that just is that uh, Jeff Miller projecting or is there any reality to that? You know, if Jeff Miller wants to continue to raise money for Republicans, I'm, I'm good with that. But what I found really interesting was about three days after they ousted McCarthy, you know, all these stories came out that McCarthy just raised $80 million for the conference and for Republicans. And like, how dare they? Well, I view that as $80 million in IOUs. Those are $80 million in IOUs to corporate corporations and different, you know, large scale hedge fund managers who he owes something to. Now they're hitting Mike Johnson today saying during that same amount of time, Johnson only raised $100 thousand dollars and it was all mainly from low dollar grassroots fundraising from back in his district that is so amazing he literally is walking in he owes nobody anything he can actually govern and i understand why k street must be absolutely losing it and you know what is so poetic about this too do you remember when all these corporations blocked election deniers and dropped them and said we're not going to give them any pack money anymore now all these same corporations now that we're in the majority and we have a quote election denier as speaker what a fight you know what uh, we i thought we aren't allowed to take your money all of a sudden they want to throw the money at Mike Johnson to get access to him. And it is just like, again, it's poetic. And if I were, I'd be like, you know what? Screw you. We don't need it. But this, this, this is the thing that's so powerful, but what's happened over the last week or two, and particularly culminating today, is that people that said that Trump won in 2020, this thing was stolen. We're going to get down the trenches. We know it's stolen. We're going to show it's stolen. We got the evidence. We got the receipts are now ascended. This is truly MAGA ascended. This is a whole different, we, we've basically taken down an apparatus the cartel has put together with McCarthy and his fellow, you know, leadership and all the, all the, all the, the operatives they have, the political consultants they have, the lobbies they have. This has been over a decade in building and it just got decapitated in one fell swoop by people that are not encumbered by any of the old deals or by any of the obligations from the, uh, from the ancient regime, ma'am. Oh, it was pieced together by eight heroes, truly. These guys were heroes who stood up and fought and did the motion to vacate. And then we, the people and the war room posse, who hammer called our, our members and said, hey, enough is enough. We want to change. And they actually listened for once. We forced them to listen. And now, you know, we got to look at some of these guys. I'm looking at Matt Rosendale just thinking, oh, my gosh, look what he just did in the House. I cannot. I want him to get in this Senate race <laughs> because think what he could do to Mitch McConnell. Right. I mean, like this is why we need people like this. This is why we need Carrie Lake in the United States Senate. I mean, we just fixed a massive, massive issue in the House. Donald Trump is going to get back into the presidency. We have some holes to fill in the Senate side. But I really think we've got some rock star candidates running. And if we can fill those gaps and get in, you know, get Tommy Tuberville and J.D. Vance and these others, the backup that they need, Rand Paul, Mike Lee. Oh, my gosh. We might actually have a government 
of We the People, which is so exciting. This is the most excited and heartened I've been in a very long time. Caroline, can you hang on for a second? We're going to take a break. Tim Burchette's going to come up. i got a bunch of other stuff to go through you because of a historic day. This day brought uh, to us because of the hard eight, the magnificent six, the 20, everybody that stood up, you. This was your victory. President Trump came in yesterday. Exquisite timing. Make sure that uh, that uh, Ember didn't go forward. Then Mike Johnson overnight, just absolutely incredible. This is your victory. This is MAGA ascendant. And that's why they're going to start melting down. They are going to come after Mike Johnson, right? A very religious Christian man. They're going to come after him like nobody's business. Because it's just dawning them now how conservative Mike Johnson is. Okay, there's a debate on the floor. Now we're going to get into that. Caroline Wren, Tim Burchett, all of it back in a moment. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're going to get back to Caroline in a second. There's obviously a lot going on. The resolution just passed on the House floor, I think, 420 to, to 412 to 10. I think it was overwhelmingly. Um, I want to go to now uh, Congressman Tim Burchett. Uh, Congressman, you've been at the forefront of this fight. Put in perspective what's taken place over the last 24 hours that culminated in the speakership or the beginning of the speakership of uh, Mike Johnson. Well, I mean, if you don't see God's hand in this, then you are not paying attention. It was um, we uh, yesterday we you know, the rules of the of, of Congress. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get real specific here so you understand what went down. The um, we had the, the vote and, it, and then the we had like six people and then the, the bottom vote getter would would drop off. Well, we noticed an increase of these anonymous um, and it's all anonymous, but but votes for other. And then we, we got to check and said, well, who are the other? And they said, well, the, the rules have been changed. You can announce that you can't have a um, tell who the other are, which is ridiculous, because if the least vote getter were to fall off, then that person should have to fall off. And so then a motion was made to um, to uh, a couple of the uh, people dropped off, Byron Donalds and Mark Green. And they said, I'm going with them. Um, I'm going with who is our our, our speaker now, and um, and they announce that. And McCarthy yells, you know, you can't do that. We, that's not the way to elect a speaker. I object. And we like, wow, you know, the 
the the blinders are off now. We knew that he messed with the last three candidates, um, like them or not. But you know, he had endorsed them all. But obviously, he backdoored them. We we know that for that that seems to be pretty evident now. And so, um, you know, lo and behold, he shows up and starts getting thirty four votes. And we, I mean, we asked who they were, and thirty I'm sorry, thirty three were for McCarthy, and one was for Jim Jordan. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. And obviously he's trying to he's trying to make a move back in. And then they float this idea of a, a dual uh, government with him and Jim Jordan somehow. And, you know, that ain't going to happen. That I wouldn't vote for that. You put a gun to my head. I wouldn't vote for that because I don't want anywhere. I don't want McCarthy back in. And so, um, uh, you know, we, we figured out what was going on. And then we asked for a roll call vote. So everybody had to vote on the record then. It wasn't an anonymous vote. And then, um, you know, it was obviously, uh, except for two people, I believe, they'd passed, uh, voted for Mike Johnson. And then you had, uh, I don't know, you had 20 or so people out. But most of them were out. You know, they went to dinners. There was uh, receptions, fundraisers or something, or they had family issues, had to get to attend to. So, um, and Mike worked the phones all night, and his people did. And then, um, you know, we got to the floor. We said, let's go to the floor with it. And so we did. And um, and lo and behold, he got a unanimous unanimous on the floor. So um, uh, by the Republicans. And that's that's how we got Mike Johnson as speaker. I mean, you know what happened the 20 or so you, days you, prior. You, to you, that. you said you, you said you said it was providential. What happened last night? Why didn't we go to the floor immediately last night? Were you guys blocked? Because I thought as soon as they did the roll call, obviously yep. McCarthy didn't get the 160 votes. He thought, why, why, even though it was 9 or 10 o'clock at night, why didn't we go right to the floor and just get it done last night? Because we had 20 or so people out, and we didn't know what the details with them were. And um, we and if the Democrats showed up, I mean, then if the majority were Democrats, and by, just by numbers— if the uh, um, Hakeem Jeffries could have been elected the speaker is basically what could have happened. So um, Mike's a very cerebral kind of guy, and um, I'm more of a street fighter type <laughs> in this game. And he he got it and said, "Let's wait till tomorrow." I wanted to do it in the morning, but um, you know they pushed back on that, of course, and wanted noon. I still think they thought they could pull some shenanigans, but it got exposed. And um, and we've got a new speaker, and he is he is one of us, Mr. Bannon. I'm I'm firmly convinced of that. He is um, he's a very decent guy, and I, I think this town um, they don't like people like him. They don't like him. Hey, the uh, the lobbyists and the special interests don't like him because he he wants us to get to start passing budgets again and and um, one item spending bills and and voting on the twelve individual appropriations bills instead of these monster things. But, of course, the CRs were originally created, I believe, for an emergency-type situation. And we are we're kind of backed up against the wall, but, but he's going to start making people work. So you're going to hear a lot of screaming and uh, gnashing of teeth, I would say, and wringing of hands because it's, you know, the old days of working four hours a day and, as I've stated, walking out of a meeting at, after having a taxpayer-funded lunch and with your jacket thrown over your your your, your um, shoulder and your shirt tie your shirt unbuttoned and saying you've been working 
when America knows you've only hit it about four hours when literally they've been, Americans are out there digging ditches, paying our salary. Uh, that doesn't fly anymore. And there's, as I stated also on Tell CNN this morning, there's a new sheriff in town and his name is Mike Johnson. Yeah, we played, we actually played your clip. It was that good. We played it from CNN this morning. Well, oh, when you say great. Providential, last night, instead of going to the sticks and, and he, he invited people in. Talk to me about that moment that's uh, captured in that magnificent photo with uh, the conference praying together. What was that about? Well, I said to Mike, I said, um, if you can see, I'm, I'm the one with my mouth open. I was actually the one doing the praying. I said, Mike, I said, maybe we ought to start off with a prayer. And, uh, and he looked at me and said, he asked me if I would do it. And I said, sure. I said, you want me to come up to the mic or just do it Baptist style and yell it out? And he said, you can do it from there. And so I did. And um, my buddy Matt Gates is back there, too. And we, Matt and I sort of stayed in the back. I mean, we were kind of just soaking it all up, actually, because, you know, we, um, we'd been working on this, the eight of us had worked on it a long time. But I just prayed and asked, asked God for his blessings on this great country. And I thanked him for the fighting men and women that got us free and and I quoted my father um, on the night Bill Clinton won the election. Um, we were we'd worked the polls and we were watching the election results. And I looked at my dad and he was very defeated. And he said the blessing. And all he said was, um, Lord, please don't let us lose this country. And I thought and I said, I said that. And then I said, amen. And, or, you know, Jesus name. And I said, amen. And that's where it, that's where it went. It wasn't. It was, I'm not much on the fancy prayers. I, I just do like I'm talking to God, like I'm talking to you. And um, but, it, but Mike is a man we couldn't. We don't deserve this guy, Mr. Bannon. He is he is a very decent man. He and I'm I couldn't be happier. I mean, I, I told my wife. I'm sorry, I'm I'm babbling. But on Saturday, um, my wife and I were sitting out in our little screened in porch on the back of our little farmhouse there in Knoxville. And I said, and she said, baby, how do you think this thing's going? Where's it going? And I said, honey, I said, they're going to kill off the first few of them. I'm pretty sure that's kind of the MO of this thing. And I said, if we could get somebody like a Mike Johnson, we, we, we could, we might be able to save our country. And, um, and I texted him and he reminded me of that text. Cause I said some things to him, you know, between us about what I was thinking, what I was praying. And, and I was, encouraging him to be ready. So Ken, uh, you say it's providential and, and, and I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be cynical, but can a decent man, can a decent man, how hard is it for a decent man to make it in the Imperial capital today and to make it and make a change? It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible, but the only way you can do it is change it at the top. You know, we've, we've tried this piecemeal stuff of, of, you know, getting knocking off a few people in the thing. And that's, you know, it's like Trump. I mean, he, uh, you know, he did, he just came out of nowhere, but the American people were behind him and that's who's behind. That's who's behind folks like me. And, and this guy, Mike Johnson out of Louisiana, cause he is, um, he's not a blue blood. And then, you know, he wasn't born on third base and thought he hit a triple. His daddy was a fireman who got severely injured in a fire and ended up dying end up dying before he even got to Congress about four days before he got to Congress. And he and his wife have, I don't know, four or five beautiful kids. And, and he's just, um, he's got a, he's got a, not, a cool sense of humor. I told he sent me a text this morning cause I said, he's a goober and that's what I dig about him. You know, he's, he's not a, you're not going to read about him messing around 
on the side or taking some shady dealings. And you're not, you're not going to have to worry about that. All you're going to worry about is he's going to make us work a lot harder than anybody has in the past. And I'm cool with that. Let's, let's talk about that. You've been a big advocate. We've got to get to work. He said, hey, the agenda around here is going to change. He's already kind of put it on a critical path. Just walk me through in your mind's eye. What are the things that have to be accomplished now? What, what, as you see it, walk me through how we get to the holidays and what has to be done, what you guys have to achieve. Well, we've got these appropriations bills, and we need to break them down individually. And it needs to tell the appropriations committee, I want you done by the end of the – I mean, you know, you got to set these agendas. You can't just kind of let them do as they will because that's the people that kept the prior administration in and they fought it till last night. And I guess they're just scratching their head going, what in the world do we do now? Because what they do is they push you right up to the, to the, to the, uh, the deadline – and here you got a vacation coming on, and then they make you, um, um, and then they make you vote for a bunch of garbage, and that's how we're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt. And Mike gets that, and he stated, "We're going to work on passing a budget." Now, here's the problem we're going to have. We'll probably, you know, everybody's saying, "Well, he's going to do another CR. He's going to do another CR. You're against CRs. You're going to vote for this one." And the reason CRs were created was for emergencies. And if we get in an emergency situation, I mean, it's 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 content. You know, it, it's it's what what the content is of that of that CR is if I'll vote on it or not, and um, and I because I, I intentionally have not voted for CRs, and I might not vote for this one again um, just on principle. But he's in a little bit of a a little different situation. You know, he's only had he only have about twelve thirteen days to bite at this apple, and then we'll be back up against the deadline again. On the, on the, on the CR and the appropriations. I mean, you've been you've been probably the hardest out there about deficits, about budgets, about appropriations. So people are going to look to you for leadership. We got about a minute. I'd like to hold you through the the uh, after the break. Um, I mean, where do you see this going on the spending? It always seemed to me that he was more of a take on the administrative state, take on the deep state, things like yep. that. He's never he's he didn't vote for the debt ceiling, or he did vote because of leadership. He didn't vote yeah. for the CR, but he's never really been a hawk as far as spending like you have. Where do you see this going under his uh, under his leadership? I see him moving in that direction because I don't think he's had the support to do it. As you stated, he's been in leadership, and that's in a different position. But I see him as somebody, and he said the right things. He said to us, "You know, we've got to get to work on a budget. We've got to." We, and he said that the, the, the biggest thing is it's going to cause this country to collapse is fiscally. And I, I, so I believe it, he believes like you and I do um, that we've got to get control of this thing. And that's and that's exactly what he's going to do. He's saying all the right things. And, you know, and maybe he's not saying it to the press. And I don't really care if he does or he doesn't say it to the press, but he's saying it to us. And that's where I, that's where I'm going to hold him accountable for. And that's that's going to be my job because I'm I'm still that same fiscal hawk. And I believe we've got somebody that thinks like we do. In, in the speaker's chair, and it's not beholden to K Street. If anything, he's beholden to eight of us Cong that stuck our necks way out. Exactly. Uh, Congressman, hang on for one second, if you don't mind. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return with Tennessee's Congressman, uh, East Tennessee's Congressman, Tim Burchett. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. The end of the dollar empire. Required reading and required understanding. 
about what the true financial situation is of your nation. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Totally free. Completely. All four installments. Short break. Back with Congressman Birch in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. I am the last person on earth to nag your, about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower b- blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure there's no bad guys taking a second mortgage on your home right now, a hard money lender. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Immerse yourself in information there. Find out if it's a service that you feel you need. Go check it out today. Uh, We strongly recommend it, but go check it out yourself. Um, Congressman Burchett, is it your father or grandfather that fought in the Pacific? That would be my dad, my father. Yeah, he fought in the Marine Corps. Okay, so... He's in the Corps? Yes, sir. I think, was he at Tarawa or Peleliu? He was on Peleliu and Okinawa, the invasion of both those islands. Peleliu was about as tough Okinawa. They're about as tough as they got for the Marines. I've got to ask you right now, now that we have a leader that's a, uh, that's a, a MAGA, America first uh, leader in, in Mike Johnson, uh, we just had this resolution on, on Israel, and Brian Kennedy will be in the next hour, and he and I will go through that. Where, where, where do we stand with making Biden? You got a sixty or eighty billion dollar request for Ukraine. You got money for Israel. They're talking about Taiwan. Yeah, there's there's some there's some money to process more people into the the invasion, not to stop it. W- when is the House going to force Biden to come before the American people and have the common courtesy to walk us through exactly what's going on? That is beyond me, and thank you for mentioning my dad. My mama also flew an airplane during the Second World War and um, lost a brother fighting the Nazis. Um, the um, uh, the president's plan is over $100 billion, and about $10 billion of that, a little more than $10 billion, goes to Israel. The rest is going to Ukraine for who knows what. And then additional, they're saying it's border security, which is a lie. It's just bureaucrats that they're going to use to um, to— funnel more illegals into the inner portions of this country and who knows who they are and where they came from and what terrorist back country they're from. 
So it's a disaster. It is a disaster. And they're, they're, they're couching this as a, as a Israel bill. And the reality is it's very little to Israel. You know, Israel gets 3.6 billion, 3.8, excuse me, $3.8 billion a year, basically on auto check from the American taxpayers. Um, we've got our, you're a Navy man, you know this. We've got the Gerald R. Floyd um, uh, aircraft carrier fleet, I believe they call it. And they've got theirs, you have 12 ships or boats or whatever y'all call them are in the Mediterranean now or on the way. Um, they are stacked up with armaments. Um, and we're, we've just sent them two more installments, um, two more um, actually Iron Dome, uh, literally missile compounds over there that we had and we don't, we're not using. So, um, you know, the best thing we can do is, is make sure they've got the, they got the armaments, just stay the hell out of the way. Because when we get our military rules of engagement, you know, they're going to, we're going to call back. And, I mean, that's how people got killed. And that's how Afghanistan, we had the snipers in our, and uh, we had the Unabomber, the, the bomber in our snipers sites. And we were told two different times with some gutless bureaucrat somewhere that they couldn't take him out. We need to stay out of the way and let the Israelis do some Old Testament judgment over what, there and what, let them handle it. What are the folks in, in your district? You don't have more, a more patriotic, uh, uh, set of citizens as in your district, you know, the volunteer state. What is their assessment of these wars right now? Uh, Ukraine is a complete waste of money. A lot of my Vietnam veterans are afraid we're going right back down that slope and we've got somebody in the White House that won't support if we put American troops over there and they want to know why we're over there. What constitutional, you know, you're a military, you're a Navy man, you, you take an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. What the hell does the Constitution have to do with Ukraine? the American constitution. And they understand the importance of what's going on in Israel because they understand they're our ally. And they understand the fact that little babies getting their heads cut off and women getting raped by a bunch of godless, gutless terrorists. I mean, we need to send them on a quick trip to hell. And that's what they're saying. And and, and I spoke at a at the Jewish Community Center there in Knoxville on Gleason Drive, I guess last week. And um, patriotic group of people, a lot of Jewish folks, a lot of Southern Baptists, I mean, they they understand that we need to support Israel, but they also understand that we don't need American troops over there. We need to let Israel fight this war, and they and it is their war, and we need to let them do what they've got to do. If they got to go straight to the Mediterranean over Gaza, that's what they need to do. Because and and they also understand the fact that the uh, Hamas is not letting the people out, and they're using them as shields. They are gutless. It reminds me of a episode I'll tell you sometime when we go to dinner my dad told me about on Okinawa when um, a bunch of Koreans got killed that were intermixed with some Japanese and what they were doing. But the um, the truth is is that they're not allowing them to leave the country. They're blocking them off. They're killing their own people. And, um, and it's a bad situation, but it's not our situation. And we need to let Israel handle it because they can handle it. Congressman Burchett, I want to thank you for coming on now that you've become a big media star in, on CNN and all these other channels. I want to thank you for still remembering the war room. And the war room wants to thank the constituents, your constituents, because having your back made you one of the leaders of making this, of getting this done. You said it's a hand of providence, but providence works through human agency. And uh, you were one of the leaders of this, and this is why we got Mike Johnson now as a speaker, and we took out the cartel, at least took out the cartel 
for a little while and put a new sheriff in town. So I want to thank you. How do people get to you, particularly that social media account of yours that comes in a little hot every now and again? Yeah, at Tim Burchett. That's my Twitter. And uh, you can get on, you can Google me and see all that other stuff. That's the cool one. That's my daddy's grave right there and my mama. They're both buried in that spot right there. And you see the Jewish folks have come by and put rocks on daddy and mama's grave, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, and thank you, Mr. Bannon. Thank you for serving our country. And thank you for putting the truth out there. I, not a day doesn't go by when I'm back home in Tennessee and somebody doesn't tell me about how much they love you and they love your show. So thank you. Well, we love them, too. Thank you so much for coming on here, and thanks for the fight. Thanks, brother. Go get them. Thank you, sir. I want to thank this audience. You guys made it happen. You changed history. In the last three weeks, you've taken out a Speaker of the House, then shut down a, uh, a majority leader in the whip. And, of course, all the apparatus around them, Steve Scalise and Emmer have kind of come back to the fold and did a great job last night. Steve Scalise particularly. Uh, jumping in there and supporting uh, supporting his fellow Louisiana, uh, Mike Johnson. So tough fight. We've got a lot more fight ahead. We're going to get into it, break it down a little bit more in the second hour. I want to thank Birch Gold particularly for sponsoring our show, and particularly in these times. We're going to have Richard Stern on tomorrow from Heritage. We're going to break down uh, some bad numbers when it comes to the debt, the deficit, how it's driving inflation, how it's crushing your life. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there today. Get the end of the dollar empire. You have to understand this. And then ask Philip Patrick and the team. Ask why gold has been a hedge against turbulent times for 5,000 years. Short break. Back in a moment. Second hour. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.